Hey Summoners, I'm your host, Condor of War. Welcome to Episode 3 of Project League. In today's episode, we're going to cover Patch 10.20 and all that comes with it. We'll update the old tier list and we'll give you guys the info you need to stay ahead of the meta curve and pick it or ban. And we'll even have a bonus teaser at the end of the episode for a new project I'll be starting on the podcast. Let's get into it. So Patch 10.20 is what I call a meat and potatoes update to League. In other words, a good solid shift to the meta, nerfs to some big champs, and buffs to some of the bottom dwellers. So, let's start it off in the top lane. Aatrox is getting a buff to his R this patch. Its healing buff that it grants while active is going up by 30% at max rank. Since the numbers aren't changing early, Aatrox's early game won't change, but his mid and late game should see him cleaning up teamfights a bit more frequently. I think buffs always cause champions to see more play, and the same is going to be true with Aatrox. But, even if he loses lane or goes even in it, I don't think healing is going to help him survive the mid and late game any more than he already could. Next, Alawi is going to be getting a buff to her passive. The cooldown on her tentacle spawns is going down to help her in late game teamfights and also make her a little bit more of a potent split pushing champion. Alawi wasn't on any radars before this patch, and though I see this helping low elo players pilot the champion, I don't see her having a meaningful effect on the meta state. Now we're going to go over some top lane nerfs. I think I speak for a lot of players when I say that Maokai has been too powerful for too long. His Q damage will be getting nerfed slightly at max rank. Now, do I think this makes Maokai unplayable? Not even close. He still remains high on my tier list for top lane. But it's hard to ignore a nerf to a champion's most used ability. Maokai players will notice a slower wave clear speed and less effective poke and trading in lane. But, in my opinion, he has way too much going for him to write him off after one nerf. Maokai remains a champ to watch out for, for sure. Next, Kled is going to be getting a nerf in patch 10.20. His base magic resist is going down by 3. Now, a nerf this small isn't something that should be taken too seriously, and it's not like top lane has a huge pool of AP champions to draw from. But, this will see him losing some effectiveness in his matchups with champions like Cho'Gath and Rumble. It's also worth mentioning that Kled's seeing a lot of play mid right now, so this drop to his magic resist could actually affect his play rate and win rate in mid lane. By no means do you have to drop him out of your champion pool, but maybe think about auto-locking him in certain matchups. The last champion nerf that I want to mention in our top lane segment is Lulu. Her W's bonus attack speed is going down at all ranks. Now, this is certainly more of a nerf for support rather than top lane Lulu, but it will still negatively affect her win rate, and I would expect to see top laners shying away from the pick now that she's seen a little bit of a nerf. That's it for top, now let's move into the jungle. The buffs for jungle this patch are really weird. First is Scion. His Q's damage is getting a bonus against monsters. Now, we've seen this in the past with Riot trying to turn various champs from their standard lane into jungle champions, and though I don't see this one working, you never know if he'll become the next brand jungle kind of pick. The last in our weird buff champions for jungle is Urgot. Yeah, you heard that right. Riot thought the jungle was missing something, and that something was shotgun knees. His passive shotguns will hit harder against monsters, and his W will now hit a minimum of 50 damage to monsters. Now, unlike the Scion jungle change, I'm not even remotely worried about Urgot jungle becoming meta, and if anyone locks this in in your rank games, dodge for your sake. Now let's talk some jungle nerfs. Karthus, the late game damage god, is getting a nerf, and I think it will hit harder than most. His armor is going down by 3, and his base HP regen is going down by 0.5. 
Now, you're probably wondering why I think this one's going to hurt a little bit more than other small base stat changes we've seen in the past. Well, Karthus is a hilariously fragile champion in the early game, so taking away armor and HP regen from him early will make him far more susceptible to counter jungling and make him weaker in those early fights for Drag and Herald. Nunu is the last jungle champion to find their way onto the nerf list this patch, and it's a pretty small change. Lowering his base armor by 3 points won't do much to slow down this full clear monster, so if you found Nunu annoying to play against last patch, he'll be in a very similar state this patch. Now let's talk mid lane. Only one mid lane champion is getting buffed this patch, and he desperately needed it. Rise has been in a weak state for a long time now, and it's overdue that Riot gives this champion some love. His Q damage is going up by 10 at all ranks, and I see this as a pretty great buff. Ryze uses this combined with Spell Flux to clear waves like crazy in the mid and late game, and with the added damage bonus, it will become a very effective tool for him trading in lane. Now onto some mid lane nerfs, there are two big ones that I want to talk about. Cassidan will be receiving a nerf to his Q shield. The damage block is going down early to allow for players to punish him a bit more freely in the early part of the game. We all know that Cassidan is weakest pre-6, and he gets harder to kill in the later levels. So, I think this will have a heavy impact on how well AP champions will be able to punish him and delay his spike. Also, Katarina will be receiving a decent sized nerf. Her AD passive ratio is going down by 25%. Now, I know she doesn't itemize AD aside from Gunblade, but it being her first item and a pretty big spike for her, I see this as a pretty hard nerf for her early game and will certainly make her an easier matchup for other mid lane champions. Now, let's head down to bot lane. There are only two champions getting a change on this patch for ADC, and they're both sizable. Varus's E damage is going up by 10 at all ranks, and his R cooldown is going down by 10 at all ranks. Buffing an ADC's damage and lowering their self-peel cooldowns is a great way to see that champion's win rate go up. I would watch out for Varus this patch, as he is a pretty good matchup in the low-range ADCs, and his DPS is some of the best in the game. Not to mention, it's also mixed damage. The second change is just a small note because it's a hotfix. Samira had her base HP decreased by 70 and had 100 damage plus 100% total AD taken off of her alt at each rank. This did put an end to her 24 hour dominance in bot lane. She's still in a good spot but not nearly as OP as she was on launch. Last is support. Braum is the only support in the patch notes and he'll be receiving a buff. His Q's damage is going up by 15 at all ranks and its mana cost is being lowered by 10 at all ranks. Now, Braum isn't known for his early damage or poke, but his Q is his go-to early engage tool, and having it cost less mana and hit harder will see him have some more lane dominance, and his ability to keep the enemy ADC off the wave will be even more potent. He's going to be a really strong pick for this patch, for sure. There's also a systems change in this patch. Relentless Hunter is going to be getting a small nerf, its base out of combat movement speed is getting halved, and the stack bonus is going down by one per stack. I don't see this killing the rune, but it will certainly be a less desirable pick for roaming champions and some junglers. The best part of a new patch is always the skins, and this patch comes with some really nice ones. The Dragon series will debut on patch 10.20 and feature skins for Lee Sin, Aurelian Soul, Ash, Brand, and Set. Set will also be receiving a Prestige Dragon skin in this patch. These are some really nice skins, so make sure you pick them up in the shop when they drop.
Now let's get into our tier list for patch 10.20. The top lane tier list is going to have one very familiar face in Maokai, and a fresh addition in Olaf. Maokai has been riding high at 54% win rate for obvious reasons. An overloaded CC kit and very simple playstyle makes him a must play. Olaf is a bit more complex, but not much. All you have to do is land your Q to harass and then run them down. He's sitting at a 52% win rate, and though he isn't a dominant pick like Maokai, he is a great matchup into the top lane meta right now, and should not be slept on. The jungle tier list is a really interesting one. The two best junglers right now are Skarner and Ivern. We talked about Ivern as a champ to watch out for with the buffs to his shield, and that buff did just what we thought, as it turned him into a 53% win rate jungler with a great fit for most team comps. Skarner is also seeing a rise in play, and with a win rate of 54% and rising, his alt is one of the most terrifying in League of Legends and forces players to either pay the Skarner tax or submit to his stinger on cooldown. Though these champs aren't hard damage carry monsters, they are great teamfight and engaged champions, and allow you to play a supportive role to your carries. Midlane also has an interesting couple of champions in it. The two best champions in mid lane right now are Zillion and Annie. Zillion is sitting at a 54% win rate, and though he's a hard champ to play well, he is excellent wave clear and a GA on a really low cooldown at level 6. It makes him a really good pick for most team comps. I feel like Zillion also has a bit of a stigma around him that you have to sacrifice damage when you pick him, but that's not true at all. Maybe hard to master this guy, but... Try and get him under your belt so that you can spam Can't Killian the Zillion in your ranked games. Annie is certainly a little less complex, but still just as noteworthy. Like we talked about last episode with her, it's about farming and then catching your enemy jungler and ADC out and get your lead that way. Then you can snowball teamfights with your massive AoE damage. Speaking of shifts to tier lists, let's talk ADCs. Don't get me wrong, Senna is still dominant for sure, but the crown for ADC this patch goes to MF and Jin. They have very different playstyles, but for sure have identical results. Jin, all you have to do is keep your distance from the bruisers, use your mobility to kite around, and fourth shot to one-tap squishies, then pop R to catch stragglers. On the other side, MF, you alternate your targets to maximize your passive, and then once your supporter top laner makes their engage move, you unload your R and just watch those pentakills pile up. Lock either of them in to secure some pretty free wins right now. I hate to say it, but support right now is an enchanter's meta all the way. Gone are the days of a few patches ago where you were able to play tank engage supports and enchanters live side by side. Sona and Janna are back and with something to prove. Both are sitting right now at around a 53% win rate, and for good reason. Both have decent poke in lane phase, but the real strengths lie in healing and peeling capabilities. Ban these guys right now unless you want to have to punch through a shield every time you engage on your enemy's ADC. Now on to everyone's favorite, pick it or ban it. As always, we'll go in reverse order and start with support. You can for sure milk this pick for some free LP. Alistair is going to be the 10.21 POB champ. He has excellent teamfight and engage potential. His alt makes him almost impossible to kill and a new keystone path in professional play sees him taking phase rush to maximize his movement and lock down targets even after his key two-part combo is done. Pair him with ADCs like MF to see some really great results. 
Now let's talk some ADCs. With AD and tank mid laners still very popular, why not max out on AP DPS and go with Cassiopeia? Yes, we already used her in a previous episode, but she deserves another mention. She's sitting at 54% win rate right now, and having crazy amounts of damage in all stages of the game makes her a true pick-it-or-ban-it kind of champion. Ideally, you'll lock Cassiopeia in a game where you have a very high CC kind of support like Leona, so that they can set them up, and all you gotta do is knock them down. So I got some flame for last episode using the pick-it-or-ban-it champ as Galio for mid lane, so this week we're going a little spicier. That's why, patch 10.20, our Picket or Bandit champ is Kled. That's right, this Yordle Warrior has crazy amounts of gap close, engage, and damage to round out almost every team comp. He can itemize a Bruiser build to help increase survivability against high damage mids, and to tanks, he can melt them with a first item, Black Cleaver. And though Kled has a really good laning phase, his team fight is incredible. He is one of the best team fighting alts in the game with a team-wide movement speed buff, so you can just pop R and run people down. Chase down some free LP with Kled mid this patch. Let's head into the jungle. This pick is terrifying. Lock him in to reap a bountiful harvest of LP. He sure isn't a harmless scarecrow. That's right, we're talking about Fiddle. Maybe one of the best ganking junglers in the game. Maximize this guy's potent gank potential by popping R over Raptor Pit, and fearing the enemy team in all different directions for easy cleanups and free LP. Fiddlesticks has one of the strongest and healthiest clears in the game, which makes ganking and full clearing a breeze. He's a lot of different ways you can play him. Make sure you get the most out of his passive by using it on cooldown to get your team a great vision setup. Last but not least is our top lane. Now I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy with me promoting a ranged top laner this patch, but Quinn is this week's Picketer Bandit champ, and for good reason. She has an excellent laning phase, and has great dueling potential with most melee top laners. The most important part of her kit though is her R, and the ability that it gives her to roam throughout the map, and always make picks on overextending side laners. And don't forget, she's never out of a teamfight. Just by popping R and Yomu's, she can be anywhere in a matter of seconds. So watch out for her if you play melee top laners because she will absolutely ruin your rank games. That wraps up patch 10.20's Picketer Bannet. Now that we're all done talking numbers and patch notes, let's catch up on what's going on at Worlds 2020. So today marked the end of play in round 1, and here are the standings for group A and B. North America's Team Liquid and the PCS's PSG Talon took first place in their respective groups to secure their spot in group play. The semifinals of the play-in stage will be on Tuesday, September 29th, and be a best-of-five match played between Supermassive Esports and Mad Lions, and then the second semifinal game will be Rainbow 7 against LGD Gaming. If you ask me, I think Supermassive and LGD will win those matches. Yes, LGD have looked pretty bad, and Supermassive have been pretty average, but these are match games we're going to be playing now, and that allows teams to learn from each other and get strengths and weaknesses. And that's why I think the better regions will shine with their ability to use deeper champion pools and overall more consistent than smaller region team play. Regardless, the winners of these matches will go on to play Legacy Esports and Unicorns of Love for their chance to qualify for groups. And that's when Worlds really heats up. That's when teams like G2, Gen.G, and Damwong 
get to come out and smash the competition. I do think that it's also worth mentioning that Graves, Oriana, and Orn, leaving out that one hard int game by Legacy Esports against TL, all have a 100% win rate right now and are looking really potent. If you play Clash or are queuing his fives, maybe thinking about locking one of those guys in, as they seem to be incredibly potent picks for team play in the current meta. Now, I did kind of tease a new segment that I was going to start as part of the regular uploads for the podcast weekly. This will be a new Summoner Story episode, and I'll be starting off by doing one a month with the regular patch note episode we do bi-weekly. If you'd like to be on the podcast and talk league with me, just send me a message on one of our social medias and we can organize trying to have you on the podcast. I do also want to take a second to say thank you to everyone who gave the last episode a listen and took the time to give me feedback on the episode. I really appreciate that so many people took time out of their day to get back to me on how they thought we could improve the podcast overall, and I hope you guys notice and like the changes that I've made. Well, that pretty much does it for this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to give a five-star review and follow so you'll know first when the next episode goes live. If you want to reach out to me and let me know your thoughts on the podcast, head over to any of our social media accounts and shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you on ways to improve the podcast for you, the listener. If you have any ideas on what we can do to add to the podcast, or maybe even have an idea for an episode, don't be shy to send it my way. Thanks for listening today, everyone. I hope you liked the episode and that it gives you the intel you need to master the draft and stay up to date on all things League of Legends. Good luck on the rift this patch, guys. Peace.